What's up, everybody? Thanks for being with us here on the Osmo YouTube page or Twitter, wherever you're finding us. We figure, ah, what the hell? We're here. You're here. Let's do a show. Greg Ehrenberg. I am Adam Kaufman, and we have obviously got Thursday night football on the way to begin week 10 in the NFL. It's probably not going to be the most compelling game in the world, but that doesn't mean you can't win money. Baltimore in Miami, very lopsided last time these teams matched up a few years ago. It was a 59 to 10 win for Lamar Jackson in something of a homecoming. He is from South Florida. Greg, how are you? I didn't know he was from South Florida. You learn something new every day, even from somebody like uh, Adam Kaufman. And and only a minute into the show at that. (laughs) It's I couldn't be doing better though. I've got a new microphone, which is huge because the yeah, a lot a lot of people know this who watch other shows. This is the first time that I've done a show with you with the new mic. And yeah, the old one was a piece of garbage. This one, I've got this mic stand. It's fun. It's handy. I can move it around. It works. People can hear me. So we've got everything going. You know, you would think when you do as many shows as that you as you do, obviously over the course of uh, a given week or even day, for that matter. It would be important to have the best equipment you possibly can. That I, I got to say, you sound great. It, it's even added a little bit more bass to your voice. You sound a little deeper, a little more That's, masculine. It's great. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. That's uh, <laughs> but 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 yeah, it was uh, so the old microphone. At one point, it seemed like a good deal, but you don't realize when you talk, you know, you can't hear yourself, and you you never really understand what it is you sound like to other people. And there's sure. no way in hell that I'm listening back to any of the shows I'm on to hear anything that I had to say already because I don't. It's like I see that. It's like I don't like that guy. So I'm not I'm not going back and re-listening. But everybody says, hey, the the audio the audio is no good. So we tried so many things to switch it around. Eventually, we said, how about we just get a new microphone? And that was the easy fix, apparently. I have to go back occasionally to rewatch some of my shows just so that uh, someone is laughing at my jokes. Doesn't matter if it's me, worst. as yeah. long as <laughs> someone is enjoying what it is that I'm saying during these shows, even if it's me after the fact then, you know, good enough. Good enough. I'll take it. We thank you all for being with us. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, criticisms, whatever it may be, get them in the chat. We will uh, shout you out as long as they're clean anyway. We're here with you for another 20, 25 minutes, whatever it is, before we jump out. Before producer Tyler says, sign the hell off, guys. we got another show to get to. You will have Greg and I here with you. So uh, we thank you for being with us. We want to tell you a little bit, too, about our good friends at Yahoo. Of course, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season to bring you some great offers. You can check out our exclusive limited time offer. It gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, of course. To qualify, here's a little caveat. You need to be new to Yahoo and uh, sign up for an account via the link below to pause it and play. It's really just that simple. Yahoo will then send us your name uh, after you play in your first paid contest, and we will reach out uh, via email with your coupon if you need any immediate assistance, anything else, uh, access, whatever it may be, email support at osmo.com. We will get you all set up. You can also claim a free $10 below can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $100,000 Thursday night football baller. Be sure to use our DFS tools, projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. So uh, before we go position by position, Greg, as we always do, and diving into some of the obvious or oftentimes not so obvious plays as it relates to this game anyway, just an, an overarching thought or two on this game itself. I mean, is are we going to talk about something more than we were going to talk about Lamar Jackson? Uh, the Tua Tagovailoa situation, because it's uh, pretty important. We've got a quarterback we don't have in our projections right now, but he's officially questionable game time decision. Seems like he's a little bit more likely to sit than actually play the game, but we don't know his actual status. At the time that we're doing the show, 
And whether he plays or not has massive implications on this game for Yahoo uh, single game purposes because Tua is $27. Jacoby Brissett's only $22. And we're going to have them projected about equally, whether it's Brissett in, whether it's Tua in. Both of them we could, we could anticipate projected somewhere in between 16 and 17 fantasy points. So which of them plays does not matter from just a, a fantasy points perspective, but those $5 you get at salary savings from being able to play Brissett as opposed to two would make a massive difference in lineups. Are you hoping ultimately for that outcome just to give people the salary flexibility to, you know, pay up at, at some other spots? Or do you think that it, it ultimately makes for maybe a, a better performance for some of the weapons the quarterback would be looking to if we have Tua as opposed to Brissett? Um, you know, to me, to be honest, I don't really think it makes all that much of a difference. It's just, I'm going to, I'm going to make do with whatever, whatever plays are available. I don't think I have any sort of added edge whether it's Tua or Brissett. The only thing I will say is if I did have my choice of how it would go, and this would be something that most people would not want to know, would not want to hear, but uh, ideally I would want the news to come out as late as possible so that uh, not as many people have the chance to kind of respond because that is one of the ways that I think that there is a lot of edge to be found in DFS is just being able to react to news as quickly as possible. So for my own personal benefit, it would be nice if the news came out like five minutes before the game who's starting, but in terms of which guy it is, it doesn't really make all that much difference to me. Danny in the chat, as we'll get to the quarterbacks, asked, what is Lamar's percent to be the highest scorer? You and I were just talking about some of yeah. these numbers before we came on, obviously. And this is among the great Osmo Plus Platinum tools that are available to you. The uh, top scoring percentage here for uh, Lamar Jackson, we're, we're sitting at, if assuming I, I'm just pulling this up again, 76%? Yep. 76% Lamar Jackson to be the top scorer in this game. No one else, Greg, even has 10%. No, it's uh, and, and like you said, it's Lamar Jackson. Uh, it's seventy five point nine percent. If we're going to nitpick Kaufman, yeah. but yeah, seven, for for all intents and purposes, seventy six percent. And the next highest is right now Jacoby Brissett at eight point six percent. And like I said before, we could take out Brissett, we could put two of there. It would be about the same number for two. Mm -hmm. We're looking at eight to nine percent. So it is overwhelmingly going to be Lamar Jackson, and that always makes for some interesting decisions on these slates where it's. You know, what do you do? Every, uh, the majority of the field is going to be playing Lamar Jackson in that superstar spot, but for very good reason. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a high majority. I, I know some some of the stats and everything need to be updated, and, and we're still sitting five hours away from the start of this game, so there's plenty of time for that. But if, if you had to guess or what you're looking at right now, if you don't want to guess, you want to be more educated about it, heaven forbid. I mean, what kind of ownership projections are we looking at for Lamar? Not in general. I'm sure, I mean, like this guy could be owned. I, it never works this way, differentiation sake, but I, he could be owned 100% of lineups. But where do you put him in the superstar spot? You know, what? how heavily is he going to be owned there? Hmm. You know, I don't know exactly. I would guess probably in the neighborhood of 70 75%, maybe a little bit oh, lower. Um, yeah, because a lot of times it does kind of align with what our, with what our, or what we have projected. One thing that is kind of funny to look at Lamar Jackson, though, if you look at our total projections, so not only do we have him with a 75.9% chance to be the highest score in this game, we have him with a 23.4% chance to be one of the second to fifth highest scorers in the game. So if you think about how the how the overall salary structure works on, on Yahoo!, we're more or less saying that there is a 99.3% chance that Lamar Jackson lands in the optimal lineup tonight. Uh, long story short, play Lamar Jackson today. And this is obviously, people know this. I mean, it's a Thursday night, it's a single game situation, but I, I bring that up for this reason. If you were to look at our Osmo projections for just every game, every player, for the entire, you know, all of week 10, 
Lamar Jackson is still, again, based on projections, considered to be the top play you could roster anywhere. He is the top play of the week based on projections at about 26 and a half points. You got to pay up for him, obviously, as you always would, regardless of, of the format. But certainly here in this game, he's sitting at $39. No one else is, is even remotely close to that. We talked about, obviously, the QB pricing on the Miami side and projections of, of points sitting right around 17 for Jacoby right now. We still got to get Tua in there if, in fact, he winds up playing. But is this, I mean, what what story could you tell yourself to fade Lamar Jackson tonight when one, it's not like there are all these places you want to pay up. That's just for starters. And then second to that, this is a guy who the last time, again, the homecoming thing and narratives, whatever, if you want to buy into that, but the last time that he played a game in Miami, he had a perfect passer rating. His team put up 59 points. Is there any argument to not playing him tonight? No. And like I said, even so we have, like I said, there's a 99.3% chance that he lands in the optimal lineup tonight. Realistically, the 0.7% chance is an injury. And there's something else to consider too, because we have seen a couple of slates this year and Josh, ja- uh, Josh Johnson, most recently where a, a quarterback landed in the optimal lineup. Here's how unlikely that is. Not only does the starting quarterback have to get hurt, you have to figure out which starting quarterback is going to get hurt. Then the backup <laughs> has to come in. The backup has to play well and the injury has to happen somewhat early in the game. If Lamar Jackson plays a half and plays reasonably well, there's a good chance he still lands in the optimal lineup. So the only way that the only way like within the reasonable way of looking at it that he doesn't land in the optimal lineup would have to be an early injury. So he's a lock for me. He's going to be in all my lineups. Something that generally doesn't mean much to people, but I'm just curious if it means anything to you because it is so lopsided. Baltimore has won eight of the last nine meetings between these two teams. I know that stretches back years and years, different players, different rosters, all that. If you want to live more in the present, or at least more recent anyway, the last three meetings, Baltimore's outscored Miami 137 to 16. Is that the type of thing that enters your mind even a little bit you know, I, I guess maybe less so for for daily fantasy, maybe more so if you were, you know, betting and, and looking for, you know, that type of thing. But for for the scope of what we're talking about here, does it mean anything to you? No, here's what here's what it means. Uh, the Ravens have been good for a very long time. The Dolphins have been bad for a very long time. And that's still the case this year. The Dolphins suck this year of oh, the Dolphins last year. They were decent. They were poised to be a breakout team this year. It just hasn't really worked out. Uh, but still, the Dolphins have been bad this year. The Ravens have been good this year. The Ravens are favored by over a touchdown. So, I, you know, rightfully so. We should be expecting the Ravens to win this game. Sometimes weird things happen on Thursday night, short weeks. So in terms of you talking about the point spread, if I had to take a side, I think I'd probably be a little bit more inclined to go Dolphins plus seven and a half at home on the short week. But no, it's, it's not anything that's going to impact how I view this slate or how I view Lamar Jackson or anything. Greg, Baltimore has the second-ranked offense in the NFL right now and the top-rushing offense. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is a part of that. It's it's really interesting. I mean, he's a big part of it because, you know, you have what we expected to be this team's running backs, you know, back in, like, let's say, training camp, let's say. It, it's, it's not the reality. Now you've got the other team's scrap meat that you know guys that off 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 the scrap heap that have have jumped in here and and suddenly proven some worth you know like a, a Devonte freeman is obviously we make the move to running backs here he's projected for uh, eight points and change about eight and a half points he's 17 dollars uh, you have Le'Veon Bell, who is in the equation as well. Certainly a guy that could get a little bit of run tonight. On the other side, Miles Gaskin, 11, uh, rather 11 projected points, $18. Where, 
what is your view of the rushing attack again, especially on Baltimore, knowing that Lamar Jackson is part of it uh, beyond just these standard RBs that come out of the backfield? It's really hard for me to roster any of these Ravens running backs as anything more than a flyer because not only is, is it hard to project who's going to be the guy on any given day. Actually, if you look at our projected stats we have on Yahoo, we, we've just projected eight carries for Le'Veon Bell, eight carries for Devontae Freeman. Now I'm projected for the same exact amount of rushing yards because it's kind of a thing. Do they, like, are they different? Is, is, are, the, are these guys different players at this mm-hmm. point in their career? Not really. And then who knows? Sometimes we've seen the Ravens just be like, hey, it's Tyson Williams this week. Or, you know, it's, I know he's not, he's, I know that uh, Latavius Murray isn't active now, but it's been Latavius Murray in other weeks. So it's totally random which, which wash running back ends up getting touches <laughs> for the Baltimore Ravens in the backfield. So where I don't even know. Maybe, maybe this team's like, hey, Patrick Ricard, you're going to get carries this week. So if you're playing a whole bunch of lineups and you want to have some exposure to Devontae Freeman, you want to have some exposure to Le'Veon Bell, so be it. But to me, these are guys that I don't really have all that much interest in, and I find it pretty hard to trust. Uh, if you look at, uh, once again, our, our single our single game simulation tool, we have Le'Veon Bell in the optimal lineup 10% of the time. We have, um, let me find Freeman. Freeman is in the optimal lineup. Oh, actually, a little more reasonable. He's in 29% of the time. So, you know, with that in mind, I guess if you had to pick one, it would be Freeman. But these these are not guys I'm dying to roster. What's your view of uh, Miles Gaskin on the other side? And does the indecision at this moment regarding the quarterback position play into that at all? Not really. If I had to roster one running back in this game, it would be Miles Gaskin. And one thing that's been nice about 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 Gaskin is he has gotten passing game work this this year. So we talked about the game script for this game, how the uh, Ravens in short are, are very good this year. The Dolphins are bad, and that's been the case uh, going on the last eight years or so, whatever the time frame was that we'd given out before. And if you look at Miles Gaskin's numbers now, assuming that the Dolphins are going to be trailing in this game, he was targeted six times in the passing game last week. In a game, the biggest loss of the season, or second biggest loss of the season point-wise, for the Miami Dolphins was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On the road, they lost 45-17. Gaskin was targeted 10 times in that game. He caught 10 passes for 74 yards and two touchdowns. So I do think there's a little bit of security with Gaskin in terms of, hey, if the Dolphins are ahead, which we don't expect to happen, they're going to be running the ball with Gaskin. If they're behind, it's not like he gets scripted out of the game. They're still willing to throw him the football. He's had at least six targets in, or at least four targets in all but one game this year. And like I said, six targets last week, as many as 10 targets. So Gaskin, I think, is the running back to play if we absolutely have to play one in this contest. Bigger picture, Spencer question, who uh, wishes happy birthday as well. Thank you, Spencer. It's not actually my birthday, but we know how this game works. Uh, any chance we could run Lamar naked tonight? Yeah, I mean, without a... well. Here's here's one of the thing. It's it's a one game slate, so the, you have to roster somebody else from the Ravens at some point, most likely. So is it totally crazy to have Lamar Jackson and not have any of his pass catchers? It's not totally insane, but it's not my it's not my preferred way to build lineups either. Just from the standpoint of I don't like a lot of these guys from the Miami side of the game. And I think that Marquise Brown, if you're playing a skill position player, I think Hollywood Brown is the number one guy to go. He has the most upside. I think from tight end position, Mark Andrews is certainly somebody to roster at twenty two at twenty two dollars. So I, I, it's not my preferred play. If if you have to do it, or you you really like five Miami players for some reason, then fine. But I don't think it's something I'm doing. Someone in the chat who just goes by R, uh, it's it's like Prince going as a symbol. 
way back in the day, I guess. Who's the primary back on the Ravens? Well, it's like Greg just talked about. It's Whoever Lamar Jackson. Decides, if, if, who the hell if knows? We're being honest, if we're being honest, it's Lamar, it's Lamar Jackson. He's going yeah. to lead the team in carries today. Yeah, should. All right, let's go to uh, wide receivers. We got you for about 10 more minutes, folks. If you have any more questions, keep them coming. I see some uh, others in the chat as well. We'll get there. Uh, wide receivers. So Marquise Brown, he is uh, projected for about 11 and a half points. He's $28. He is uh, far and away the closest anyway to Lamar Jackson in terms of pricing, which still nobody's close. Lamar's at 39 bucks. But uh, Brown at, at 28, Sammy Watkins is 16 about seven projected points for him. Some have asked about Rashad Bateman. He is uh, right there at $21, six and a half projected points. On the other side, you got Jalen Waddle, who, uh, I mean, dude's an animal, obviously. We know what he's capable of. $17 projected for about 11 points. And then uh, something called Mac Hollins is uh, the minimum $10 projected for about 5.3 points. So uh, let's start here for Baltimore. You were just talking about do you, don't you, with regard to, uh, you know, rostering any of those receivers, pass catchers for Lamar Jackson. Anybody that I just named that you really want in there? Yeah, so uh, the Hollywood Brown component is is pretty interesting because he's $28, which as a points per dollar play, rates out fairly poorly in our projections because we have him project for 11.47 fantasy points. That is the third most on the slate behind the quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Jacoby Brissett. But we've got guys like Miles Gaskin projected comparably at $18. Jalen Waddle is projected comparably at $17. Here's where the starting quarterback really matters for the, for the Miami Dolphins. If we get those $5 in salary savings from Jacob Brissett as opposed to two at quarterback, it's a lot easier to fit Marquise Brown into lineups. If we have to pay up for Tua in lineups, who I'd rather play Tua at $27 than, than Brown at $28, then it becomes a little bit harder to fit into lineups. So in terms of upside from any of the skill position players, I think that Hollywood Brown has the most upside. We have him with a nearly 50% chance to be one of the top five scorers in this game. But uh, I don't think that we have to force him in if, if two is starting a quarterback, because I do think that the two quarterbacks are higher priority plays than Brown. On that other side, uh, the Ravens have given up seven touchdown passes of at least 40 yards this season. I remind you, we're only halfway through the year. How much of a must play to the degree that a must play exists beyond Lamar Jackson is Jalen Waddle for you? For his price, I, I think that he's a really strong play. Actually, points per dollar, I think that he is the best. Uh, I, I think he's the best skill position player in this game. And a lot of it just has to do with volume. The the recent workload for, for Jalen Waddle, 10 targets, 11 targets, 8 targets, 13 targets. We've generally seen this year that Tua likes to target Jalen Waddle a little more than Brissett does. Brissett's top target for the year has been Mike Jacecki. Tua's top target has been Jalen Waddle. Uh, but even so, it's it's a lot of targets going to a guy who's not that expensive. So we've got Jalen Waddle, like I said, at $17, projected very similarly for us as Marquise Brown at $18. He's projected for more fantasy points than Miles Gaskin, more fantasy points than Mark Andrews, Mike Jacecki. So at, at $17, Jalen Waddle, I think, is one of the best, if not the best value play on the slate. As we go to tight end here, uh, Mark Andrews projected for about 10 points, a little south of that. He's $22. Mike Kosicki on the other side, comparable, $20 projected for 10 and a half points. Both these guys, I mean, we, we know what they're capable of, obviously, but are, are these guys that you'd like to see both in there? Is it pick one? Are you fading the tight ends altogether? What's your approach? 
Yeah, so if Jacoby Brissett starts at quarterback for the Dolphins, then I prefer Jacecki to Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews obviously has a lot of upside, but Lamar Jackson's so inconsistent throwing the football that just by that nature, Mark Andrews isn't consistent catching the football because there's some games where Lamar Jackson's like 12 of 25 passing for 111 yards with no touchdowns and interception, and there just isn't that much production to go around to his wideouts. Now, Mike Jacecki, on the other hand, like I was saying before with Jalen Waddell, when Jacoby Brissett has been the quarterback, his go-to guy in the past game has been Mike Jacecki, especially in the red zone. So I think of him at $20, he's uh, a little bit less of a priority play than Jalen Waddle, but still he's my second favorite skill position play on this particular slate and is somebody who I think that we could consider as, as maybe being like a 1B to the 1A Jalen Waddle if Brissett's a quarterback. I never ask you to do this, but what the heck? It's an interesting group of players. Let's play the game. Rank your top five plays in this game here for Yahoo. We know Lamar Jackson's number one. What's two through five look like? So Lamar Jackson's one. Jacoby Brissett is two. Uh, Jalen Waddle would be three. Mike Jizicki, four. Ah, and then... Gaskin? Brown, maybe, but I'm trying to think because I haven't built I haven't built lineups yet for tonight, and I'm trying to think if I was submitting. The reason I haven't is because I don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Dolphins, so I kind yeah. of feel like it's a. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's it's a fruitless activity to build lineups at a time. It's like I've been getting I've been getting a bunch of DMs today, and particularly a lot lately, where people will ask me at like. 8 a.m. Hey, who should I roster for NBA DFS? Today? It's like, dude, I don't know. There's like eight more, eight players are going to get ruled out in the next hour. And then whatever I tell you becomes irrelevant. That doesn't usually happen for football, but it is for this league because I don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Dolphins. Um, I kind of feel inclined to say a value play last though. And maybe Salvan Ahmed just for tournament purposes is a pivot off of Miles Gaskin. I don't mind him as a large field tournament play. Only $12, and you know there have been times where Ahmed's been really efficient in the past, has had some big rushing games. It's hard to find that many plays to differentiate on a one-game slate, and you consider that Lamar Jackson's basically a universal player. Like, everybody's going to have him in their lineup, and for good reason. I think he's the, the, the best play that, that we have on the slate, but I have a really wide margin. So if you assume now we only have four, four roster spots to differentiate, I think that one of the guys with the most upside, that actually kind of makes sense. is isn't just something that's a total off-the-wall dart play. I'd go with Salvan Ahmed. How difficult is it going to be to – not difficult. That's not the right word for it. But I don't know. Challenging might it be to build lineups for tonight in terms of that differentiation, You know, trying to win these larger contests when most everyone – at least I'm assuming I'm just assuming the winner is going to have Lamar Jackson in that superstar spot. So when you're trying to differentiate in those other spots, what are you thinking about? What's your, what's your, you know, main approach there? Yeah. So there aren't that many guys that are off the board that I think have all the much upside Salvin Ahmed. There's an outside chance that he could be a guy at $12, but the thing I actually think makes most sense is just leaving salary on the table. Don't mm-hmm. use every dollar, particularly on Yahoo. And maybe it's a situation where you're getting your final roster spot. You've got uh, $18 left or, yeah, let's just say $18. And everybody with $18 of is probably playing Miles Gaskin in that spot. And you just go a spot lower and you say, you know, instead of Miles Gaskin to $18, I'm going to play Le'Veon Bell at $14. Or I'm going to take mm-hmm. a shot on Sammy Watkins at $16. Just go for somebody who's going to be a lot less popular and leave salary on the table. Most people generally tend to use all, if not almost all of their salary. So leave a few dollars on the table, play somebody who's expected to be a little bit less popular. 
even if it isn't somebody who, you know, like generally you'd expect a guy to be, you know, in 30% of lineups. But when you consider then that you're leaving salary on the table, it's something that has a little bit less of a chance to be duped. So that's the path I would go down. In all likelihood, there's going to be a lot of ties for first today. I know we jumped past it on our sidebar there, but quickly before we go, the DSTs, Ravens, $14 projected for seven and a half points. You got the Dolphins, $11, but just five and a half. Do you have any interest in playing either of these units? Um, not really. The, I, the, the Dolphins, I would think almost as a punt play just cause they're $11, but at the same time, you know, if we're expecting Lamar Jackson to be running the ball a ton, it's kind of hard to generate upside against them because the way that you need upside against quarterbacks is you need stat, you need sacks and you need turnovers. If the quarterbacks running those kind of get taken off the table. So we have the Dolphins defense with a 9% chance to land in the optimal lineup today, which realistically just probably isn't going to be enough so not really i think both defense is pretty thin plays all right well coming up after us you're going to have uh Aton and terry they will have the jock market nfl thursday night and sunday preview live show and then uh 4 30 you'll have uh greg coming on back with Aton, that glorious microphone that he's got a little <laughs> uh leaderboard live action going on for for uh uh, football NBA deeper dive at five o'clock. You'll have NBA uh, live before lock at six o'clock later on, and uh, NFL showdown live before lock seven fifteen day twenty. It'll be uh, Ben and Alex uh, and Neil along with you for that one as well. We want to thank uh, our great producer Tyler keeping us in check as he always does. Uh, I'd love to say, folks, it's going to be an interesting game tonight. I just don't think it's going to. But uh, <laughs> will it be? Will it be a weird one where Le'Veon Bell scores two touchdowns? That could be. I mean, that could happen. And and Ahmed goes for one. Gasecki has a touchdown. It's, it's just one of those odd ones where in some alternate universe, Lamar, you know, says 50 points, but isn't in that superstar spot. We'll find out. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you. We'll do it again. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Lindquist in uh, 23 and a half hours. We'll look ahead to the main slate on Sunday. Greg, pleasure, man. Yep. And by the way, it isn't going to be Eric. He's getting married, but somebody Son else. of a gun. Who am I with tomorrow? Nobody knows. Oh, these great mysteries. All right. (laughs) Till then.